I'm the Nevada running back James Butler, and you're listening to Pack Center. What's up, Wolfpack? Thanks for tuning in to Pack Center. I'm your host, Jordan Burns, here with the sports genius, Garrett Hirschberg. We've got a special show for you this week. Basketball's Jordan Caroline is with us in the studio. But first, Nevada football alum Ian Sayow has been signed to the Bills. Yeah, this is a big moment for Nevada football. Um, one, Nevada football doesn't really have that many former players in the NFL. So it's great to see Ian Sayow um, get a tryout with the Bills. Um, last year, he was signed. Uh, he went undrafted. Uh, and then he signed with the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. He got cut before... Uh, the season started, but had a big impact in preseason. He joins uh, Bill Tierlink, Link, uh, who who is the current defensive line coach of the Buffalo Bills, who did coach in Nevada. So there is a connection there. Uh, in 2015, Seau recorded 43 tackles, with 18 and a half of those being for loss, and he had 10 sacks and five forced fumbles. He was really a force to be reckoned with when he was at Nevada. Yeah, based off what we saw here in Nevada, he was really good. He he was able to wreak havoc on Mountain West quarterbacks. As you can see, he had 10 sacks with five and five forced fumbles. That's that's impressive. Yeah, those those turnovers are are the real big thing when you find a defensive end who can get to the quarterback and not only get to the quarterback, but take but take the ball from the quarterback or the running back because a lot of the time, the game comes down to the, who can win the turnover game. If you normally win the turnover, uh, the turnover. If you normally have a better turnover margin, you normally uh, win more games. And Ian Sayow, while he was here at Nevada, won a lot of games. Well, we we wish him the the best of luck in the NFL. Let's move on to basketball. Last week, uh, freshman Devro Ramsey uh, announced that he is transferring from Nevada. Hasn't announced what school he's going to yet, but. He was a four-star recruit, which is really, which is one of the biggest ones Nevada ever got. Uh, only behind rankings, only behind um, Fiz- Nick Fazekas, I believe, and Marquise Coleman. He averaged point zero point eight points per game, one point one rebound, and one assist per game. He didn't get a lot of playing time. No, behind behind Lindsey Drew and Marcus Marshall, and the same thing continue. I would think continues for next year. Is you got Drew coming back. And Hallis Cook coming back, um, not coming back, but playing because he had to sit out due to transfers. He was recruited as kind of that that perfect point guard. He was. He was uh, the one must wanted to run his offense, the fast-paced offense. He could pass. He could shoot. But must kind of switched up his game starting with the year. We kind of play a little bit bigger. He's only five foot ten, one hundred and seventy pounds, which is perfect for a college uh, point guard, but. He didn't – we never used him. He came up big against the UNLV. He grabbed six rebounds, which was by far his most on the season. But there were times – there were a lot of games towards the end of the season. He just didn't even get any playing time. So I think due to that reason that uh, he didn't get playing time is the is primary is the primary reason why he's transferring. Which, which makes sense because he's a great player. He's just not fitting into – the Muss's new mentality. Yeah, no. And it's kind of sad that we're losing a lot of players right now between the Verl leaving now and possibly uh, Cam Oliver, Marcus and Marshall graduating. DJ Fenner. DJ Fenner graduating. 
our team's going to look a lot different, but we've got a lot of transfer guys stepping up, and we're looking to get a, a new transfer, uh, Jazz Johnson, a five foot eleven, two hundred pound point guard. Uh, he'll be taking, he'll be having recruiting visits to Nevada on Thursday. He's at, he averaged fifteen point eight points and two point three assists per game last season. I like him not only for the name but also for his um, production. Looking at his numbers, he's bigger, he's heavier than uh, Devero Ramsey, but from the one season at Portland, he got a lot of playing time. Scoring 15 points a game, I think that could help to Nevada's uh, production. As you saw, Lindsey Drew uh, this past season didn't really score a lot because Marcus scored a lot. So if if Nevada is able to land uh, Sir Jazz Johnson, I think that he could come in and possibly take that role uh, of what Marcus Marshall did, scoring-wise. The problem is he won't be able to play next year. If we get in the transfer, oh, that, that is true, yeah. Because of how the transfer rules work, he won't be able to play until the 2018 2019 season, but it also gives him another two years of eligibility. Yeah, that is true. Um, so I think if Nevada lands him, he he would be a good good player, play for a great coach, uh, in a great conference, in a great city, great fan base. But we won't see him taking the court next season. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. We've got Jordan Caroline in the studios. JC, thanks for joining us in the studio. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so how's it been getting uh getting some time to relax? Uh, you know, it's been great, you know, just uh just to really just get off my feet a little bit, you know, just to catch up on school. It's been it's been great. Yeah, you had a really long season, you got a lot of playing time. It must have been hard on your body. Yeah, you know, uh <laughs> it was rough towards the end, you know, my back was starting to hurt. I was starting to get a little fatigued, but it was it was a good season. Feeling better now, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a your breakout year for Nevada. You transferred here from Southern Illinois, but had to sit out for the 2015-26 season due to the NCAA transfer rules and all that stuff. But uh, So before the season started, did you ever think you'd accomplish as much as you did with your 15 points per game and 9.2 rebounds per game, a Mountain, uh, Mountain West MVP of the tournament, uh, Mountain West media second team selection, Three-time Mountain West Player of the Week and NBC Sports Player of the Week. Um, you know, coming into the season, you know, I just put in a lot of work in the off season, and I just was like, whatever happens, happens. Just try to play as hard as I can, and I didn't necessarily put any limitations on what I couldn't or couldn't do during the season. So it's uh, just glad to see it formulate. There were nine games this season where you put up uh, twenty or more points, and one of those games in particular stood out to me the most would be. New Mexico game in early December where you put up 45 points. What was different about that game? Um, man, honestly, I was just, I was just really upset in the second half. We were getting blown out, so I was just trying to put my all into that game, I guess, more so than any other particular game. So I guess that was what was different the most. That, so that game was – you felt more attached to that game than, let's say, the Colorado State game where uh, it was for the championship. Um. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that. I would just say like that one in particular because it was just it was just so many highs and lows in one game in a sense. You know, we were down by twenty seven, then all of a sudden we come back, and then you know we're right back there. So I guess that one we had the most trials and tribulations. So that's why I, I, I like that one a lot. In that game, in overtime, you got the ball with eight seconds left. You dribbled up the court. You hit a three from the left side. How confident were you that that shot was going to go in? Um. 
you know, I, I was just feeling good. I was like, I was like, we can't go to another overtime. We just have to try to end it now. So I just try to go for the dagger. So not being from Nevada and this being your first time uh, playing for them, did you understand how big the rivalry against UNLV was? Um, yeah, I understood it from last year sitting out. You know, I got a great feel of it. So this year I was I was really excited to play them both times. And it was, it felt great to, you know, <laughs> beat them like we did. Was the atmosphere kind of drove you to, to play as well as you did? Uh, I would definitely say so. You know, the atmosphere is great on both ends of it. You know, they got great fans just as well as we do. When you first saw the Battleborn jerseys, how excited were you? Oh, so excited. I, was, I, was, I just couldn't wait to wear them. Oh, those were the cleanest jerseys I've ever seen. We, were, <laughs> we talked about it on our show when they first came out, talking about how, how much we wanted one. We're pretty jealous that you guys right. got those. Yeah, I wish we wore more. <laughs> so did, before that game, did Coach Must say anything in the locker room that stuck with you throughout that game? Um, not necessarily. No, it's not, I don't think he said anything in particular. Did he kind of take it as uh, any other game? Or did he have a certain intensity about him because of the rivalry? Um, you know, he he uh, he discussed the rivalry and said, you know, we gotta we gotta win for our fans. But in a sense, he treated like any other game, not like any more importance, because he treats every game with the utmost importance. So, so for two weeks, Nevada sat at a tie for first place in the Mountain West. We were here pretty nervous for you guys. How did you handle those nerves? Um, you know, we just looked back on the season, seeing like where where we were at like when we lost, and, you know, we tried to build off of that, just try to learn from our mistakes. So we weren't really too nervous. We just knew we had to take care of business, and we couldn't slip up and not play hard and lose another game that we shouldn't lose. Was there ever a time where you had to, where you thought, if I mess up right now, this could completely change the season for us? Um, or did you try to stay pretty positive? Yeah, I, I stayed pretty pros- positive uh, through it, throughout it. Uh, it wasn't, like, necessarily one point where I was like, oh, I think this might mess it up for us. But, you know, I was pretty positive through the whole thing. Let's talk about that first game, that first tiebreaker game with Boise. Um, you guys were that, – that halftime score had everyone kind of on edge. Were you expecting that game to be as hard fought as it was? Uh, honestly, yeah, because, you know, we, we blew them out at Boise, and they're, they were a good team, so we expected to get their, you know, their best punch, and we got that. So, honestly, at halftime, we weren't even necessarily discouraged. We were just like, okay, we'll, we just have to take it up another level because they're here to play, so – you guys definitely did take it up another level. We were – it was a different game in the second half. Uh, did Boise surprise you at all? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily surprised because I felt like we knew what they were capable of. I know they're, they're a really talented team. They had Nick Duncan who could really shoot. Then Chandler Hutchinson was an a all-conference player, so he was really talented too. Yeah, we were, we were in the, in the uh, student section. It was Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> did you guys hear that in, on the court? Yeah, yeah, we, we hear it. <laughs> Speaking of fans, how big of an impact did they have on the season, the student section and more in particular? Um, they had a huge impact, you know, especially that Boise game when we made a run. And I remember uh, one in particular, we made a run and we tied it. And, like, the fans were just going crazy. It just, like, upped our energy level just, like, to a, another notch. Which game would you say had the best fans? Would it be mm. Boise, Colorado State, UNLV? Uh, I probably have to say – the Colorado State game, the last home win. Yeah, I want to talk about that game. So that was the do-or-die final game of the season. Uh, now, that was a hard-fought game. Um, you won that game. The crowd rushed the court, and you got to help the team cut down the net after winning the Mountain West regular season. What was that like? Uh, that was honestly – it was a great feeling, you know. It's my first time winning a regular season uh, 
crown like that. So especially with a, a do like winner go home um, atmosphere. So it was it was a great experience. Were the nerves really high going into that one? Oh uh, yeah, at the beginning of the game, obviously the nerves were definitely there because everybody knew how much we had on the line. So yeah. Would you say that was the biggest win of the season? Um, yeah, I guess you could say that because I think it really propelled us into the tournament. And we're like, we have to go. Do we have to do it again? We have to follow this up. We can't be one of those teams who wins the regular conference and then gets upset in the um, and then in the uh, the tournament. Heading into the Mountain West tournament, what was the mindset leading up to the games, not knowing who you were going to play? Um, really, just. <laughs> win each one, you like take a game by game. Not necessarily look at it as a whole, just win the next game in advance, really. Was there anyone you wanted to play in particular? Fresno State. <laughs> That's what we thought, too. Yeah. Uh, how did you practice for those games, you know, not knowing who you were going to play? Um, well, we were just like, we watched films on like who our opponents could be, so just familiarize ourselves with them. And we already played them before, so, you know, it wasn't too, too new because no matter who it was, we'd already played. Just kind of take it as, as any old week. Did you did anything change in practice going into the tournament? Did you step up the intensity at all? Or did you kind of take it easy because of how much stress it was going on your body doing game after game after game? Um, we actually took it easier because it was game after game and back-to-back nights. So we just we really just did more, like, mental stimulation stuff as, like, instead of being on the court. Yeah, I guess your bodies were already – at that top performance level, you got, you wanted to work more on your mental game. Yeah, that game against Fresno, the first half was rough on offense. What was what changes were made at halftime to spark you guys' huge second half comeback? Um, honestly, it wasn't even like any changes we did, and like like that I can think of, it was we just started hitting shots. We kept the we kept the same like offensive scheme throughout the whole game. Second half, shots started to fall. So, so just the first half, the shots weren't falling, and then in the second half, uh, the ball just found a way. Yeah. I feel like we also got some, some better looks in the second half. I don't know if that's due to their defense or just us moving better, but it wasn't like anything we switched up. We just shot better. After winning the tournament, was there anyone in particular that you wanted to play in the NCAA tournament? Um, I wanted to play Florida because one of my high school teammates, Casey Hill, was on that team, so I really wanted to play them, but that didn't happen. <laughs> So you guys' first ma- first round matchup against uh, Iowa State was in Milwaukee. Did your f- being from just outside of Chicago? Did your family make the trip up to Milwaukee to watch you play? Yeah, they did. I, I had a bunch of family up there. How was that? Uh, it was it was really cool actually. You know, because as a kid, you always want to play in the tournament, and I got that chance, and I also got the, that chance to have my family come up there and watch. My, going to school, your last school was in Southern Illinois. Is it? Was it good to be able to see your family? Because you must have been, you must get a little homesick being so far away. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was good seeing my family, you know. But I've been away from my family for a while though, because even in high school I was in Florida, so it wasn't like I was living with them. So. You went away for uh, high school? Yeah, I went to uh, Mont Verde Academy in Florida. Isn't that where uh, what was it Ben Simmons? Yeah, and ben D'Angelo Simmons, Russell. D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yeah. You ever play with these guys? Yeah, they're on my high school team. <laughs> wow, now they're in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have any expectations going into the NCAA tournament? Um, I didn't really have any like like goals like necessarily where to make it. Not saying I didn't think we were going to go farther in the first round. I was just trying to like win each game at a time and see where see where it, it took us. Did it, the competition uh, kind of take you for, to uh, by surprise? Um, 
it didn't it didn't take me by surprise because I knew they were a really talented team. So I I had the utmost respect for them from the from the get go. But you know, it was, it was just a different experience, a different atmosphere. It was a, it was a new learning experience. Yeah, the competition is a lot different than sitting in. You're you're playing the best of the best in another uh, league. When we're sitting here, you're playing everyone else from the Mountain West. Exactly. Um, was it disappointing to lose in the first round? Uh, I wouldn't say like disappointing, as since like we, I felt like it made our season disappointing. Obviously, we want to do a lot better, but I feel like we still had a pretty good season. You know, we made it to the tournament, which hasn't been done here in a while. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say disappointing. So you, you'd say you're, you're pretty proud to have made it that far. Yeah. What are your goals for next season? Um, we'll definitely get back to the tournament and just see how far we get next year, especially coming back with, you know, tournament experience. Even with the sit-out guys, they have tournament experience too. So I feel like, you know, as long as we play together, we might be able to make a run. With with those guys you mentioned that set out, they have some pretty big experience from big-time schools. How do you think that's going to help you guys in the future? Um, well, back to, like, the tournament again. Like, you know, we were all new to the tournament this year. No one had ever experienced the atmosphere like that. But now going back into it, I don't expect anyone to be, like, shell-shocked or, like, unfamiliar with the situation. What aspect of your, of your game are you looking to improve for next season? Um, I want to improve my uh, three-point shooting some more, you know, just – Hit uh out hit more than I, I did this year. Do you think you're gonna have uh a like a more impactful role next year? Seeing that Cam Oliver is possibly gonna be leaving, and a lot of people are transferring out, like Deverell Ramsey. Are you? Do you think you're gonna have to really step up your game and kind of take on more of a leadership role? Um, go coming back. I want to like just especially because I'm one of the older guys coming back now. I I just want to be a leader for myself, honestly, and help lead the younger guys. So, like, that when I'm gone, they can, like, just continue the tradition here and, you know, keep it as being a good basketball school. Other than yourself, who is a player to look out for for next year? Um, I would definitely say Caleb Martin. And uh, really just all the sit-out guys, honestly. They're all really talented. And then Josh coming back, he's keep, he just keeps getting better each and every day. And Leland, he's starting to find his stroke. So, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of pieces there. So – you say some of these transfer guys, it's it's really hard for us to kind of picture what they're going to be like next year, but you sit with them in practice every day. What's something that, like Caleb Martin, what what is his go-to? What do you, what are we going to look out for, for him, from him? Um, he can really shoot the ball, and um, so can uh, Kendall Stevens also sitting out. They both can really, really stroke it at a high level. You were, after the season, you were awarded the Rock Award. How, I wouldn't say, me, how meaningful was it for you to win a, such a team award? Because this is a team game, but it's an individualistic performance that got you this award. Um, you know, it was a good feeling. Like, uh, with any award, it's a, it's a good feeling. So I was just uh, happy to receive that and happy that uh, the coaches felt that way about me. How happy were you to find out that Coach Musk was coming back to Nevada and not taking the cow job? Uh, I, was, I was really excited, you know, because I, I think we can definitely build off of this past year as long as he, he was back. So it was a good good feeling. Were you worried at all that he would take the Cal job? Um, I wasn't necessarily worried as just like, I don't know. Like I was, I didn't really have a feeling towards if he would or wouldn't, honestly. So you don't think that if Musk left that it would really change up your game? He had a new coach in? Uh, well, I feel like, yeah, it would like that way. But I didn't, I didn't necessarily think he was going to leave. You but, think he was going to yeah. leave? But if he did leave, do you think you it would be nerve-wracking for you? Uh. 
Yeah, probably just because just the uncertainty of what's what's to come next, you know. And uh, you don't know how the coach coming in is going to be or what, like, what's his play style. It's going to be kind of hard. It would be really hard to replace Moss, right? Yeah. What was your best moment from this season, your favorite moment? Um, Just hearing our name called when we were watching Selection Sunday, that was my favorite moment, just knowing that we, it was here, we're, we're in the tournament. Uh, now, out of the first-round destinations, was Milwaukee, like, one of your top ones, or was, like, Sacramento or some of the other ones, like, an easy choice for you? Like, you get there – because I know Sacramento was close, Salt Lake City was closer, but then you go all the way to Milwaukee. Mm. Um, honestly, no. I, I wanted to go to Orlando or, or I wanted to go to Sacramento, honestly. Sacramento would have been cool. You would have had a lot of Nevada fans yeah. out there. It's kind of it was kind of hard. I only knew probably like one person that went out all the way to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's a far trip. <laughs> it was a really far trip. Did, did not having the fan base there kind of put you at a disadvantage? Uh, no, not really, because you know, although Iowa State traveled well, it wasn't like it was just an Iowa State like packed arena. It was pretty much pretty well dispersed between all types of teams. There's a lot of like a lot of Wisconsin fans there, just because you know it's Milwaukee. So it wasn't like one sided. I would say. They just wanted to come out and watch some good basketball. Yeah. Was was the atmosphere at the NCAA tournament similar to the Mountain West tournament, or was it at a whole other level? Uh, it's another level. <laughs> I can't even describe it. It's just it's just a different level. Did Did you guys stay and watch the round of thirty two, or did you guys just leave after your game? Oh, you just left after the game. Was it kind of sad leaving? Yeah, because you know you want to stay because you, you know you still keep playing, but yeah. Did you watch the rest of March Madness? Who did you have taking it all? Um, I had Gonzaga. So did I. I was so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I had Kansas. <laughs> I had Kansas at the beginning of the of uh, March Madness, but I kept changing who was going to win after right. uh, it kept going. But um, now looking at next year, who do you think is going to be your biggest uh, competition in the Mountain West? Man, uh. San Diego State has, like, everybody coming back. I know that. Even though they lost their head coach? Yeah. Even though Steve Fisher retired? Yeah. But, you know, they'll probably get a good coach. And then they still have all the pieces there. So, you know, whoever whoever gets that job, you know, if they can do some of those pieces, they can have a really elite team. Um, Fresno State should be really tough. I think they only lose Paul Watson. And then, like, everybody else coming back. And that's a really talented, tough team. I watched Paul Watson in the dunk contest. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. <laughs> do you think the fact that – we're losing a lot of players to like transfers and stuff is really going to affect how we're going to look next year or are the transfers really going to be able to step up and fill those spaces? Um, I feel like we, we know we had talented people leave, but I feel like the transfers will, you know, be able to cover that. Think we'll, you think we'll be at another, like a higher level than, than we were this year? Uh, I think that's definitely possible. You know, if, as long as we keep coming together as a team, we learn how to play together because, you know, we're all new right now. Because even though they were sitting out, we didn't get to play with them in, in a sense. So, you know, as long as, we, you know, things we just gel, I think we will. The offseason is going to really tell a lot what's going to happen for next season, right? Yeah, exactly. With you having experience uh, transferring, uh, are you going to help give these new these new guys um, advice on how to – because you're, because coming from playing college ball to sitting out a year and then coming back – it must take a toll out on like your mental. So are you gonna mental a bit on your psyche? Are you gonna help like give them advice on trying to get back into the game? Yeah, I definitely have. And, you know, like for me sitting out when I came back, the first couple games of this of the year, I just felt so out of whack. Like I just couldn't get into like a rhythm. 
So I just, you know, I've been telling them, like, just relax. You'll be okay. Like, it might not just come at first, but you'll end up feeling normal again. How did you get back into rhythm? Um, I guess the Bradley game helped <laughs> when I had 23. That game really got me It got me going. I felt I felt good again after that. You got, you got hyped again, right? Yeah. You, you kind of went around through the rest of the season. Did the uh, New Mexico game where you put up 45, did that really spark a lot of uh, energy for you going through the rest of the season? Uh yeah it did because um after a performance like that I just didn't want to have like uh, a drop off performance I wanted to like show people like that I could really play at a high level. Now um you were the talk of the town after that game. Um, every media outlet covered the comeback and covered your crazy shots. How did you handle the media attention that was frequently coming to you asking you about the game? Um. You know, it was it was cool or whatever, but like at the same time, like we still were in the middle of the season, so like I just like you just kind of like got to brush it off and just move on to the next game. You just can't like harp on it. Did it feel pretty repetitive? Yeah, <laughs> you just say, pretty much saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and it's like leave me alone. I already answered these questions. <laughs> now you guys only lost one game in the state of Nevada. How important was it be- at the beginning of the season that Coach Moss? forced on the team to go out and win home games like was it like a big thing for coach moss uh yeah actually it started last year when we just talked about never losing at home so you know we just carried that into this year because that's just something that's a foundation of of him and our program right now just not losing at home coach moss talks about how he kind of treats his team as a family does he do you look at him almost like a father figure is he kind of is he there for you for the team when when you guys really need him uh yeah, I wouldn't say so much as a father figure. I say like more as a mentor. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he's definitely there for us, and we were definitely a really tight knit group this year. Do you guys do a lot of like team bonding stuff? Yeah, we would go to the movies together. You know, just uh, we would always hoop together. You know, just and go to each other's house and just hang out. You looking forward to the Tahoe runs next off season? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always talks about how. How he pushes you guys in the off season. Yeah, those are tough to Tahoe runs. You know, it's like a three mile run uh, in the mountains. <laughs> so you yeah. know, high altitude. Yeah, you get gassed really easily. Yeah. So with Nevada losing two players because they graduated, how do you think? Um, who do you think is going to step up in the roles of Cam Oliver and uh, not Cam Oliver, Marcus Marshall and DJ Fenner? Um. Uh. Well, just like I said, the uh, the transfers are probably. I, I, well, I know they'll step up, and also Josh, who just keeps getting better. So I think they'll fill those spots pretty well. So Josh Hall, he's really going to be one to watch out for next yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Is there a team you're looking forward to playing next year? Um, uh, I guess Fresno State because, <laughs> you know, they'll be tough again, and they did sweep us in season, so I feel like we just got to get that one back. <laughs> You guys got to take the the reign of Mountain West. Yeah, you guys you guys played a lot of NBA talent this past year. How was it playing against possible number one overall pick Markel Fultz when you guys went to Washington? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good experience because you see what other talent is out there, and um, also on a personal level, it just makes you want to up your game after you see that and just work harder. Did you have to guard him? Uh, I did for a couple plays, but that was mostly Lindsey's assignment. Was there ever a point in the game in the season? Where you felt pretty low, where it was a little discouraging. Um, not necessarily. Uh, I was pretty positive throughout the whole season. Cool. Uh, you guys rattled off some pretty big win streaks throughout the season. Um, 
when you guys did lose, was it discouraging? Because I know you guys had that loss at Utah State. Did that sort of derail a little bit of momentum? Um, No, not really, because every time we did lose, it just fueled that much more to the fire that we just got to win big, get a big win streak, and, you know, we we can't lose again. I got to ask, when we played you in over here, how was it hearing Michael Buffer announce the starting lineup? Oh, that was pretty dope. <laughs> Athletics really went all out for that. Um, I think he, they spent like ten grand on him. <laughs> that was a childhood dream of mine to like watch that at least, see him in action and do it. The whole mic drop thing, it was just so um, dramatic. It, it had that big fight feel. Exactly, and it was a, a big fight. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, thanks again for coming on the show, and thank you for tuning into Pack Center again. I'm your host Jordan Burns here with Garrett Hirschberg and Jordan Caroline. Follow us on Twitter at PackCenterNV, and a special thanks to the Reynolds School of Journalism, Wolfpack Radio, the Joe Crowley Student Union, and the Reno Bike Club for letting us to letting us produce our show. And as always, go Wolfpack! Oh, my God.